at One Day University. We feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly Scholar Newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the NHEG show on disability. It's been another week. I hope everybody's um, been well and safe and Let's get this show going. So if you like this show, I'd like to remind you that NHEG um, offers another show on education hosted by Buffy Williams. That's Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, she's a great resource and I encourage you to check her out. So I'm going to jump right into today's topic because we it is quite a bit of information today. Today's topic is Lyme disease. What is Lyme disease? Lyme disease is a bacterial infection. It's spread by deer or black-legged ticks. Um, the CDC right now estimates that 30,000 people are diagnosed with Lyme every year. That's in the U.S. alone. I double-checked. In the U.S. alone. Lyme is often misdiagnosed, um, however, so that um, that number may be higher. Um, Lyme disease can affect anyone, but is more prevalent in children, young adults, and individuals with outdoor jobs such as park rangers or firefighters. So basically, um, Lyme is transmitted by ticks, so you'll see it very often in people that spend a lot of times Outdoors, um, as mentioned here, um, park rangers and firefighters get it a lot. Anybody who has a job that um, spends a lot of time outdoors to do that job, I would imagine would be, you know, at risk to get it as well because of the, you know, because of tick season. Um, <clears throat> Lyme disease is called the great imitator, the great imitator because symptoms can mimic other diseases such as chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, MS, and as well as any as mental illnesses such as depression. So it's really um, a tricky disease to diagnose um, and treat because it can present itself as so many other um, illnesses. 
you may be misdiagnosed with fibromyalgia, for example, and um, you may not find out you have Lyme disease until, you know, that course of treatment for fibromyalgia doesn't work. And by that point, the disease may have worsened, actually. Um, so it's important to catch Lyme early if you can. Um, Lyme disease is found across the world, except in Antarctica. Um, I guess the Antarctic weather is just too cold for those bugs, yeah? Uh, most common hotspots in the U.S. are the East, Midwest, and West Coasts. The CDC maps the level infected of infected ticks in the U.S., all this number, although this number can be inaccurate. A more reliable measure of the, are the numbers of dogs infected with Lyme. Um, dogs are often taken to the vet to get treated, and then um, that information is passed on to the CDC, um, information about dogs with Lyme. Although I imagine that even this number, you know, you can only, maybe somebody doesn't bring their animal to the vet. So, you know, it's, I think it's um, touch and go as far as how many cases are actually out there. Um, so what are the symptoms of Lyme disease? Uh, early Lyme disease can look like the flu where you have chills, fever, sweating, muscle aches, um, fatigue, and nausea, um, all those lovely symptoms that we get with the flu. Um, some people have a rash develop or Bell's palsy, which is drooping of the face, basically affecting your nerves in your face. Um, the type of rash can vary. Um, there can be just a simple solid rash. Um, also, the most distinctive mark of Lyme disease is the bullseye rash, in which there are rings of redness, one ring, one ring of redness, and then a solid um, circle in the middle of that ring of redness. Um, it is a strong indicator of Lyme if you have that type of rash. However, it doesn't always show up, so it's not, it's not, just because you don't have the rash doesn't mean you can't have Lyme disease. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Early diagnostic tests may give false negatives. Again, that's another issue with Lyme disease is that very hard to diagnose um, diagnostic tests for some reason can give false negatives. So basically with Lyme, um, it's often hard to detect. And if, the, if your physician thinks there's a high probability of you having Lyme, whether or not the test comes back positive or not, he or she may start you on a Lyme disease treatment, though, because the treatment should not be delayed because the symptoms can get much worse um, very quickly. So um, right now, there are two schools of thought regarding Lyme disease. Um, the Infectious Diseases Society of America recommends a course of antibiotics 
while the International Lyme and Associated Disease Society believes that Lyme may be, a persist, may be persistent in many patients and recommends individual, individualized treatment based on the patient's patient and the severity of the disease. So basically, there is one group of, of physicians who states, you get Lyme disease, it can be easily cured with course of antibiotics. There's a second more prevalent um, idea that Lyme disease is persistent and can be reoccurring. So one course of antibiotics isn't going to do it. And that Lyme disease should be treated differently with every patient um, because every patient reacts differently to treatment. So that is something to keep in mind if you think you have Lyme disease and you go to your physician. Um, ask them what sorts of treatments they are thinking of putting you on. Um, really be informed about this disease because it's so slippery. It really is. Um, the sooner Lyme disease is diagnosed, the better. However, again, Lyme, Lyme is often misdiagnosed, which delays treatment. Um, this leads to late or chronic Lyme, and it can Lyme disease can infect any or all organs. And quality quality of life is similar to patients with heart failure. So basically, it can infect pretty much anything. It can infect your heart. It can infect your kidneys, your liver, any organ in the body. And your quality of life is basically if you had had a heart attack. Um, so again, that's the type of damage it does to your body. So it's best to get treatment as quickly as possible. I'm going to go ahead and take a short break for a message um, on our from our sponsors, and I will be right back. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. And we are back. Again, I'm your host, Erica Hansen. This is the NHEG um, Disability Podcast. Last segment, we were discussing Lyme disease and how difficult it is to detect and treat. Um, Lyme disease, again, is carried by ticks. If you're just joining us, a Lyme disease is carried by ticks. Um, and symptoms present early on as like symptoms from the flu. So you've got sweating, fever, chills, muscle aches, fatigue, and nausea pretty much. So it can look like the flu. It does mimic other diseases as well, such as fibromyalgia, um, MS, um, a lot of chronic fatigue also can be caused by Lyme, um, and some uh, mental illnesses such as depression. It's really, really kind of a shot in the dark. It's interesting because I've never heard of a disease that does this, mimics other diseases quite so well. 
Um, so it's interesting and it's hard to catch and it's hard to treat. So we were talking about what, you know, what Lyme disease consists of and how you get Lyme disease. Now I want to talk about the treatment for Lyme. Um, treatments consist of various drugs and antibiotics and treatment continues until symptoms stop. However, relapse is possible. So this means that you can be treated for Lyme. The, the symptoms can go away, but once you have Lyme, those systems can't, those symptoms, excuse me, not systems, symptoms can reoccur, um, you know, and you'll have to go back in and get treated again. Um, there is no vaccine. There is no surefire cure for Lyme right now. Um, basically the treatment that is offered is basically a maintenance treatment. Again, if, if you get the antibiotic treatment plus some other medications, your symptoms may go away, but you'll have to go back to your doctor if the symptoms come back again. So it's pretty much, it's long lasting and it's reoccurring. Um, Co-infections such as immune dysfunction, hormonal imbalances, and other infections due to the dysfunctional immune system may occur. So basically, Lyme disease suppresses your immune system. Your immune system does not work as well as it should, um, which means that your immune system is unable to fight off other diseases such as colds or, um, you know, flus, things like that, because your immune system is dampened by Lyme. So you may come up with other um other diseases as well, um, hormonal imbalances and other infections. So when you have Lyme, you really do have to be careful um, because Lyme disease, you know, inhibits your natural ability to fight off disease, unfortunately. Um, it is an immune autoimmune, well, not an autoimmune disease. It is an, it is a disease that affects the immune system. So, um, if you do have Lyme disease, I would definitely be careful, especially now, definitely talk to your, your doctor, your physician about what to do in, especially the situation with COVID-19. You might be at higher risk for getting COVID-19 because your immune system is compromised. So be careful, wear masks, and talk to your um, physician if you have Lyme disease and are dealing with it right now. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to take another quick break, and I will be back with you to wrap up Lyme disease. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. 
Welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education. Of course, I'm your host, Erica Hansen. So last segment, we were talking about treatments for Lyme disease. Generally speaking, this um, includes treatment with antibiotics and other medications. Um, Lyme disease can become chronic. Um, People who, once they get Lyme disease, it's likely that the disease will reoccur even after treatment. So it becomes a chronic infection, basically. And because your immune system is compromised with Lyme, you do have run a risk of having concurrent concurrent um, infections as well as the Lyme. So again, I would urge anybody who has Lyme disease or thinks they have Lyme disease, please speak with your physician. Um, discuss what your options are with them um, and you know, talk about, well, what, what am I susceptible to now because Lyme is suppressing my immune system, um, especially with COVID-19, as I mentioned last segment. Um, you might want to talk to your doctor about how to manage that, this situation with COVID-19, um, given that COVID-19 is, is so um, pervasive right now. So <clears throat> Lyme disease can become chronic, as I mentioned. Um, the CDC estimates that 10% to 20% of patients become chronically ill from Lyme. Why am I speaking about this on a disability podcast? Because I'm speaking about this because Lyme disease, the symptoms of Lyme disease can affect you to the point where you can no longer work or function. And it really does and can become a disability. Um, because it's so hard to find and so hard to detect, your providers may not know why you're so tired. You're, and we, you may run the gambit. They may say, oh, fibromyalgia. Oh, maybe MS. You know, it, it, I can't imagine what a person with Lyme goes through just in the initial detection phase. It must be, um, it must be just grueling and I sympathize with anybody who may have it, you know, out there. Um, it must be a disease that just is so hard to detect and so hard to live with. Um, if anybody does have any of the diseases we discuss or, you know, Lyme or MS or any of the diseases we have discussed on this podcast, please feel free to give me a call. I have a Zoom chat open um, at all times during the podcast. This podcast is live. If you'd like to call in, um, please call one 558 8656. That's the United States number through New York. Um, I just wanted to mention that just in case you see a or you hear a topic that's interesting and want to chat with me about it. Your normal long distance rates will apply. So I double check with your phone company before calling in. 
<clears throat> so it's clear that more investigation needs to happen around Lyme disease. Um, there's still a lot we don't know about the about the diagnosis and the treatment of of Lyme. Um, and of course, if you if you think you have Lyme disease, check with your doctor. Make sure you know that that is not a possibility. Um, I really wish we knew more about this disease. It seems like it, it seems like a real a real concern and it's before I started researching this, I didn't know much about Lyme. I'll be honest. I started researching this and I was just amazed at the persistence of this bacteria and the way that it can mask itself by causing symptoms of other um, more frequent conditions. It's, it's unreal. Um, and I really hope that we can find something, a permanent solution to Lyme disease, because I'm sure, you know, 30,000 people a year, that's, um, I can't even imagine that many people. And that's just the U.S. When I was looking into this, I thought that that was a worldwide number. It is not. 30,000 people a year get diagnosed with Lyme disease um, in the U.S. alone. And they're not, even, they're not sure that that's all the cases. Um, they, uh, you know, physicians suspect that there are many more cases that are actually found. So I, I didn't realize that Lyme disease was so pervasive. And it seems like a fairly quiet disease too. And that's interesting. Quiet in the sense that you don't hear a lot about it on the news. Um, and quiet in the sense that it, it, I mean, it's not a flashy disease. To me, it seems like it just gets into your bloodstream and just starts messing with a whole heck of a lot of symptoms. I mean, a whole heck of a lot of systems. So you may feel tired, you know, one day, you know, you, you may have a rash, but you know, you may have flu-like symptoms, but until it gets until it progresses, I, you know, I think it's really hard to tell, um, if it's Lyme or if it's something else. And I think that what's, that is what makes it so, um, so difficult, a really difficult disease. And I really hope that folks with this disease or if you think you have this disease, go ahead and talk to your doctor about it. If you're interested in knowing more about Lyme, I do have a website that I can refer you to. I'll leave that in the show notes. Um, <clears throat> again, um, I'm glad that we had this chat. And like I said, this was a very interesting topic for me. It's something that I hadn't researched much into before now. Um, 
it was really a disease that I didn't know much about. So I'm looking forward to do, doing more of these little um, shows in between all of the COVID um, information I'm trying to get out to you because I think we need, all of us need a break from coronavirus. And I think if we explore some of these other issues um, intermittently, that it'll serve as a nice break. Um, because I know that the life we have now can be very, very isolating. It can be very, can feel very oppressive and just, um, just very scary, honestly. So I'm hoping that if we do some shows that break up that monotony and those feelings that it would really help, um, the people out there listening to me. I know it helps me. Again, with um, I'll see you next week and stay safe, stay healthy. If you want to talk to me, my email address is Erica H at newheightseducation.org. That's Erica with a K, H is in Harry at newheightseducation.org. Again, the show is Thursdays at 2 p.m. Mountain, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'll see you next week with another topic. Until then, have a great week and take care of yourselves. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. At One Day University, we feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly Scholar Newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com.